My name is Ayatollah Fumimunei, and you are listening to another episode of the Christian Enough podcast. And I'm really excited to get into today's episode. This should be our third and final go about with the daughters and their fathers, I guess, series. You want to call it that? So I'm very excited to introduce my good friend, Pastor Alyssa Stroh. I met her while I was in college, I think my final or summer of junior year. I don't know. We met each other in the summer. And we've been friends since then. And I lived in her house and I made her life very entertaining for a whole year. Alyssa, first of all, I know you miss me, right? I do. I miss you a lot. <laughs> it's so boring when I'm not living with you. It's oh, like, it cannot it's, be it's, that boring. No. It's, it's quiet. Let's ah. say that. It's quiet. Like, Yo, I'm like, a quiet then, person too. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> you kept you kept saying that every time. It's like I don't think she knows what the definition of quiet is. Listen, I'm chill. What do quiet and chill? Yeah, yeah. yeah chill, chill. Yes, quiet. Okay, fine. I'm loud for the Lord. Amen and hallelujah. Let's not let's not do. Come on, guys, please, yes. y'all. I'm I'm a cool person. Okay, very quiet. You are. Very chill. You are. I lo- that year with you was the best. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm. Uh, I living with you for that year was really interesting, and I got to learn a lot about myself living with other people, and I also got to learn a lot about how to fellowship with other Christians because you lead Chi Alpha in Iowa City, right? And I mean, how's that been going? For those that have not heard of that. Yes, Chi Alpha College Ministry because everybody thinks it's a sorority. Right, yeah. Like, that's so fun. That is so fun, I but yeah, no. The name change probably will never happen, but yeah, no, don't change the name. Let everybody come around thinking it's a sorority and be like, yeah, you know, we're just talking about Jesus today. That's fine. So and I, I worked when we lived together. And it did. It did. A ton people. of people came to the house. Yeah, and Yo, they were so like, oh, this is this is a little sorority party, and you were like, no, no, we, we, we <laughs> this is not what we do over here. You that was probably. Yeah, do you we want ice cream? We got ice cream. Ice cream and Bible study, guys. Maybe a donut or something. I don't know. So yeah, no, that was one of the most entertaining days ever. So chew. I could talk about this on and on, but let's definitely go right into our topic. One of the things you and I talked about earlier, right, was um discussing women that are not as talked about in general in in the bible right like we know of queen esther we know of ruth we know of mary in fact we know of all the marys at this point honestly mary the mother of jesus mary magdalene there's another mary somewhere else yeah we know all about these people right we don't we don't we don't discuss people like who we've been discussing about we've talked about not you and i but we've been talking on this podcast about lot and his daughters and now today we're talking about I hope I say this name right. So I'm so sorry to anyone else who says this and is like, you know, but I'm going to call her AXA. It's A-C-S-A-H and AXA, AXA, AXA. I'm going to say AXA, okay? So so let's say AXA, right? So AXA is a woman in the Bible. Now, a little bit of backstory about her. Um, We are introduced to her in Judges and 
Is it Judges? Yes, we're introduced to her in Judges and we're also introduced to her in Joshua as well. She is the daughter of Caleb and Caleb Caleb is one of the um, warriors that went with Joshua to go basically scout the promised land. And they came back. Caleb and Joshua were the only two people that were like, I think we can definitely do this. Let's fight these people and let's win. And everybody else was like, that's absolutely insane. Let's not do that. A couple, many years later, about 40 something years later, Caleb and Joshua storm in, take over the promised land. They're royalty. Great. They have a cool story. Basically focusing on accent now, she is the daughter of Caleb. And Caleb at this point is taking over land that's supposed to belong to him. And he has this beautiful woman, Maiden, in his house. And he says that um, anyone who can conquer a certain part of Israel or whatever it was, they said anyone who can take over a certain land or take over this nation can marry my daughter. Some guy called Othniel, who is technically, not technically, who is quite literally the first judge of Israel. He becomes the very first judge. I mean, look at that, y'all. So he becomes the very first judge and yeah, and then we have it. That's technically the very quick story. I guess, honestly, the question I want to start with you on, Alyssa, is what is your relationship like with your father? That's one. And two, do you think your dad would try to set you up the way Caleb tried to set his daughter up. Like, be like, because Caleb didn't say, oh yeah, you know, just any guy. Like he was looking for the strongest man to marry his child so that she's well taken care of. Right. right? So yeah. how do you think your dad today in this day and age is capable of being like, cause I've seen, so I've, I, I'll give you a little bit of, you know, backstory on how I'm thinking. Right. So I, I, I watch a lot of Steve Harvey, right. Not, not that I watch his shows. I watch his, his reels on Instagram. I love that stuff. It's fantastic. So um, one of the reels I was watching was about this guy. Right. And this guy comes on his show and the guy is like the greatest human that's probably ever lived. I guess he's some 20 something year old guy. He graduated from some great college and he was like honors student and he has a great job as an engineer or doctor or lawyer or something i don't know and steve harvey goes at the end he's like hey so i'm are you trying to meet any of my daughters bro i was like "Uh, okay you know he's trying to pimp his kids out to this guy but it makes sense because he's a great guy seemingly a great guy he has all the he ticks all the boxes and stuff so back to you how what is your relationship like with your dad and how is it especially when you enter relationships with guys or would he try to like set you up or has he tried to set you up my dad has and i'll tell you about that later Ooh, so yeah are we, yeah are we sharing publicly this oh yeah girl go ahead we can share no, all day let's no. go <laughs> i wish my dad would do that he never does and i don't know why i I always wanted my dad to be the one that like has the shotgun and he's like, (laughs) you know, the guy, the guy shows up at the front door and he's like bringing, holding his gun and he's Mm -hmm. like, you think you're going to get my daughter out? Really? Um, My dad is not like that. That's my mom. My dad (laughs) is like the biggest sweetheart, like kindest man, literally uh, I mean, the first guy I dated in college, my dad actually became best friends with him more than I did. And it got worse okay. for my dad. This is actually like always been the case. It's always been harder for my dad when we break up, me and my sister breaks up with, with the guy than it is for us. 
because my dad gets so emotionally attached to these losers. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So no, my dad would not be Caleb in that situation. But oh. I think in the other side of Caleb that you read about is this man who's just like full of integrity. Like, I mean, full of faith, you know, he's just like this huge go-getter guy. Like mm-hmm. everyone wants a Caleb in their life. And so my dad yeah. would be that that kind of relationship like mm-hmm. my dad is like always treated me and my two sisters like princesses like mm. I tell everyone especially in college ministry like yeah I was I'm very well aware that my story about having an amazing father is very rare mm. in today's society and so yeah. that side of like you see Caleb being this amazing father that loves his daughter enough to basically say you have to go pretty much take over a kingdom in order to mm-hmm. win over my daughter's hand like yeah that's obviously saying something about how he views his daughter and like, yeah she's probably this royal princess in his life I mean she kind of actually is but yeah. you know like I mean he, he treats Caleb. her like, like the <laughs> yeah princess. And, and my dad was like that he would always like call us his princess and stuff and so um, so I have a really good relationship with my dad. That is super cool. I guess I want to just kind of ask when we read, when you think about this story, right. And we think about what people say, I mean, you've heard the thing where people are like, oh yeah, the Bible is extremely misogynistic and mm-hmm. it's, it, it caters more to men than it does to women. And we don't, we don't, um, we don't get to see how women are, uh, lifted up or treated so I guess like what do you think especially when you read this story right or you hear about this story what is the first thing that comes to your mind as a woman and you're hearing about how this dad says to other men possibly we don't know possibly without his daughter's consent that oh yeah you know some guy should marry Mm -hmm. you as long as he's strong right so I guess like what what's the thought there well I think I mean, I feel like overall, until you get to Jesus, all of the Old Testament stories is hard in in one sense to read as a woman because Mm -hmm. it is, yeah, quote unquote, misogynistic. And granted, you have to take in, in that culture, that is the norm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, that is just, that was all they knew. Um, Mm -hmm. And so reading it at first hand of her being um, basically taken off to whoever, whoever wins the land, it's like, well, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> want to be in that place. Yeah. But I was in a very different time and different culture, you know, 4,000 plus years ago, mm-hmm. that would be probably different. And actually the way that Caleb did it, I think to me is like, he really shows how much he values women and mm. values her, his daughter, especially in mm-hmm. other areas where you read about like Tamar and others that were sold off, um, not sold off, but married off, I guess. Yeah. Like, it was not taken into account their value whatsoever. Yeah. You know, yeah. Was, you're going to do this because you're a woman. And like in that, in that, in this culture, especially the woman's only, job or only value was them birthing sons you know not even daughters like Mm -hmm. that was like that was the way that you made a mark in the world was Mm -hmm. had to birth a son and so yeah 
to have Caleb, in a sense, view his daughter as worthy so much that you have to win this land in order to mm-hmm. be is saying something i think um, yeah but yeah no like now culturally that's like so hard to understand yeah well, yeah they you know in eastern culture they're they're still celebrating that and that's still the way that they do it and mm-hmm. i mean you you could get into a whole argument about that but <laughs> <laughs> that would take like hours Bro, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> no we, we only got a couple minutes y'all because what you say is important right and i i definitely always want to highlight the stories that don't show where uh women were as treasured and i also do want to highlight the story where the stories where they are shown as treasures right i mean for the past a couple weeks i've been talking about law and his daughters and how they were basically they 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 were they were just not treated right right by their own dad and then we see this woman who is treated right by her father because so I'll, I'll say this right one of the ways i first heard this story why i got really interested in this story is the way it was told so um, I was listening to a message and the pastor who happens to be my father, actually. So he was saying that with Axa and Caleb, she was probably already talking to Oatmeal by the side, right? Like they were having a whole, they were possibly having a whole side relationship. And Caleb probably saw them at the, saw the two of them, you know, talking to each other from the window one day, like, oh my God, your hair is cute. I love your beard. I love all of this and blah, blah, blah. And Caleb is like, okay, he, they need to get married. So I'm going to do something that's really tough and difficult. So, I mean, because he needs to be worthy of her before he gets her. Right. And so he was, so while he was talking and saying this story, right, he was like, he was talking to a lot of the men and women and he was saying, which man in his right mind will go conquer a land of giants by himself, right? by himself for a woman? That doesn't make any sense. If you're telling me to go conquer something, I'll just about turn and be like, (laughs) there are other women. There's so many more things to do. Why yep. should I go marry some? No. So he goes that there must have possibly been at least love from Othniel's side towards um, AXA. Mm-hmm. And there also must have been some comfortable relationship between AXA and Othniel. Because we, we in, at some part in the story, we read about how AXA says to Othniel, she, before she goes to her dad, and she goes, I want a piece of land with springs. We don't have that. And I really want it. And Othniel is like, I'm not going to ask this man for this thing. I'm t- right. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. It has nothing to do with me. I already did a lot of work trying to get you. So why are you trying to come with me and trying to do another work? No, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm not dealing with it. And AXA does something that is almost not normal, right? Mm-hmm. She goes to not normal. Yeah. Culturally, this is not a thing. Yeah. She because she's already in her husband's house. She has no reason to come back to her dad and be like, oh, dad, please. Can you give me something? No, she has no business. Like Caleb is like, I gave you Oasis. So what you doing here? At least he could have said that. But he doesn't do that. Right. Because she comes back and she goes, she bypasses Othniel at this point. We don't know if they had a fight about it. We don't know what happened. We just know that. Axa has talked to her husband. Her husband is like, I'm not talking to your dad. So Axa goes straight to her dad and she goes, can I have this land? He doesn't even hesitate. 
he gives her everything she needs, right? Mm-hmm. That already is a representation of like God the Father to us as his daughters, right? His yeah. sons, that's between the sons and God the Father, right? I don't know about y'all, and I'll talk about that later someday, eventually. I don't know. But for right now, the daughters of God, we should remember often to see ourselves as people, one, who can approach the father and actually ask for things. Two, who the father consistently looks at and is like, who is worthy enough to be with this woman? Who's worthy enough to stay with this woman? I don't know, Alyssa. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you're striking. Yes. Yes. And amen. I mean, so we we both talked about this is not something we like studied intensely mm-hmm. only two verses and I, mm-hmm. I read through it several times um you know and just in my bible reading in a year and I've always been like at first glance like actually you're so selfish like how could you how dare you go you have this whole land you mm-hmm. got- like I'm imagining him being pretty much like Thor 2.0 possibly yeah right yeah yeah amazing and like great looking awesome and then I'm like you still ask for more like that's just ridiculous so that's always been my my initial reaction to Mm -hmm. AXA and then when you're like, okay, we're going to talk about AXA. I was like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to We're going to lay ham on her. <laughs> and then I started to like, man, God just did a work in my own heart as I was reading it. I was just realizing like, that's definitely how the father wants us to ask him. And it's mm-hmm. really striking a chord right now as I'm in this process of buying a house. And there's just so many things going on with that in the process and, uh, and it, all, all of it within it is that God's just like constantly saying like, Alyssa, I want the absolute best for you. Like I am mm. the loving father that wouldn't give you anything less than the best. And, um, when I was house shopping, all it, it's a whole God story, but when I was house mm. shopping, it was like, you know, you have the list of the things that you want and then the things that you like, okay, I can get by with. And I had a, I had a long list of things I want. And then, and then as we kept house shopping, I was like, Oh, I'll just get, I'll get by with all of that. I'll forget all of that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. A single woman, we do this with our our future spouse all the time. We're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's going to have like the six pack abs. Yep. I know your list. Yeah, I mean, I know you know my list. list. So he has to be six foot two and he has <laughs> yeah. to have great hair. Oh man, no. My list. We like look at it and we're like, that's so selfish. Like you you yeah. need to get off of that. And again, we could go down a whole rabbit trail that we won't go down with that. But mm-hmm. as as I've been in this process of house shopping and the house that God has given me is just like a hundred percent God, you know, in wow. every way. Like, it was nothing I could do on my own. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred percent just like God gave it to me. Um, but now there's an additional things I need for yeah. this. So um, I, I mean, just like finances to be able to cover a lot of other things with the house and God. And I'm, I feel bad asking God. I'm like, I need all of this stuff, but mm-hmm. you gave me this amazing house. That was everything I needed on my list and way mm. more. And yet like, I feel bad asking. And then you read about AXA and like, she was so confident in her relationship with her father. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what's crazy to me. She was so confident. And I feel like she inherited Caleb's faith. Like Caleb yes. was one of the only 12 that mm-hmm. two of the 12 that said, yes, like we can, we can conquer this land. 
and so I feel like she also inherited like this great radical yes. faith and like in my relationship with God, especially as I'm going through this process and talking with him in the last week, he's just constantly saying like, Alyssa, do you even, do you even know who I am? And the father, mm. I do? like, do you know that I am the, I am the God of all things. I am capable Amen. of everything. And you are my daughter. Like you mm-hmm. are my friend. And, and it's not in a selfish way, right? Like, yeah, there's other things that I want, like a husband, I'm 31, going to be 32 soon and like waiting impatiently for it. <laughs> he hasn't given me that yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, it's like knowing that he wants to give me the absolute best and mm-hmm. I don't want to settle for anything less. I think AXA understood that in a radical way. And she's yeah. also like entrepreneurial too. Yes. She gets yeah. this land and she's like, thank you but also what am i gonna do if i don't have any water yes so yes like, problems 31 like she's the, the she is yes right like yeah before yeah, we I, even get proverbs 31 so much, uh, like her yeah yeah anyway sorry. i mean no i love that because i mean that's what we're here to talk about man because i think i think it's crazy that we see women like that and we don't get that we don't we don't we don't focus on we we're like okay it's two verses move on right but we can get so much out of two verses in church the past couple weeks we've been reading about um elisha and a woman right and i cannot wait to talk about this story and i know exactly who i'm going to talk to the story um, with and stuff so this this she's a woman who has two sons and she's about to lose her two sons because she has uh, creditors, collectors who are saying, we need the money that your, your husband owes us. And her husband was a servant of God who died. And now everything's on her head. And they're like, we're going to take your sons, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've been going through that in church for the past, I think, six, seven weeks. And we've been focusing on like verses one through seven. Oh, Imagine wow. how many weeks only seven verses the amount of things you can collect from the bible in just a couple verses is insane yeah with paul's letters Mm -hmm. um starting in ephesians and now i'm finally in first thessalonians after eight months you take two verses Mm -hmm. and really does like it transforms you but yeah i've just been amazed at how only two verses you can get so much out of it and it's Mm -hmm. been like it's been ingrained in my spirit and my soul so much more than just like reading mm. a chapter and yeah. being like, okay, yeah, because no one would like pick out the Caleb and Access story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for taking it verse by verse. So that's yeah. really cool that you guys are doing that. I mean, we, it's, it's, it's that's the point of you know god's word says that we should meditate on his word day and night and meditating is not just reading it right we're like okay read his word read your bible pray every day and and we're like okay that's it like no you have to meditate about meditate on it and to meditate is like you're thinking about it and you're you're processing it some people it can take them their whole lifetime to read the bible and that's okay Right. right it's not you know, I, there was a point in my life that I was like, oh, wow, I don't know. There's so many stories I don't know. And I feel so bad. I'm oh, a really yeah. bad Christian because I don't know it. There was, I mean, I had never even touched the New Testament at one point, And I was like, 
I'm going to yeah. touch that later when God is ready for me to do it. But yeah, I tried to do the Bible in a year thing. I think oh, after yeah. I reach a certain point, I always stop. And I'm, it's yeah, always when I'm still in the I New Testament too. And I'm like, yeah, we're done. You know, you get to Leviticus and you're like, we're definitely Yeah, done. extra done. I mean, and then, you know, it's funny when you get to like past Deuteronomy, right? And it's like oh, all yeah. these laws, these laws. You're like, okay, Jesus, I'm going to see this Bible in a different part of the Bible <laughs> later. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So it's amazing to me that I, I've learned to accept and grow in the fact that I can stay on a couple verses, really mm-hmm. meditate about on them yeah. and yeah. be very like safe in what I'm learning. Right. Because yeah. it took me listening to someone else talk about these, this, this, um, these people. And then it also took me reading the story again to just be like, what exactly is happening in this father daughter relationship? What exactly is happening with this woman? Right. And you talk about her entrepreneurial spirit because we, we, I mean, so one of the most interesting things about women in this time is that we think they're doing nothing except birthing sons and then you read proverbs 31 of what it meant of what a woman should be like which is i mean it talks about everything she's supposed to be which is have an entrepreneurial spirit be a mother be a boss be all of these things right and of course it's hard because the women there's a lot on our shoulders man period it there just is but we take a lot of if and if we're with a good man right if we're with a good man who is there to support us and um go on this journey with us because we're not meant to be alone whenever we go through this stuff right Mm -hmm. um so it's it's amazing that this woman is based she's we see that she wasn't just trying to depend on her man all by like she was like okay i want to work too and i want to do that by getting land that's going to help support what we already have Mm -hmm. so Ah, I mean, the word of God, man, the word of God, right. what are we going to do? Because it takes some time. We have to read and we have to go. But I mean, it's just, it's magnificent because we can be so blessed from it. And I'm oh, definitely yeah. so blessed from it. So just the other day of how, you know, you get, sometimes you get so busy and you don't have time to spend in the word. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, a few days go by or, or so, some, you know, a certain amount of time goes by. Yeah. I feel so dead mm. and I'm reading the word of God again. And I'm like, wow, it really is alive. Like it really yeah. does like, refresh you and refuel you. Yes. And, like, like it really like gives me bread of life or mm-hmm. water to my soul. And it's yes. just crazy how alive it is. So no, it is because we read it. And a lot of the time we're like, reading ourselves in it too and this is something i actually did want to go back on so i'm kind of glad that we I, we just said that right a lot of the time and i want to ask how you read the bible yeah a lot of the time when we read the bible do we read ourselves when we're reading the bible hmm, what do you mean by that so i mean so earlier you talked about how when you originally the first couple times when you were reading the story you would see axa the way Like you'd be like, oh, she's being selfish. Right. And then you eventually also talk about your relationship with God as well. And you're like, oh, am I selfish for asking these things from God? Mm -hmm. So 
are we are we kind of projecting ourselves onto yeah. these people whenever yeah. we read about them and possibly not um taking ourselves out enough and yeah. um yeah i mean tell me about yeah. that you study hermeneutics and that is exactly what they talk about is mm-hmm. like a lot of how to undo our mm-hmm. own personal perspective of the bible because we all have a story we all have a sense of we all have an origin story that will help will interpret the bible in our own perspective mm-hmm. but that isn't full truth like mm-hmm. none of our stories were only only god's stories there's a mm. lot of of a sat- satanic attack there's a lot of just things mm-hmm. that happen in our life so we're going to see it in a lens that isn't like you can only read the bible through the lens of love right like yeah the bible is ultimately god's love letter to us like that's one of the greatest hmm. parts about the bible is is how throughout genesis all the way to revelation it's a story about his redemption through to us through mm-hmm. jesus like we can't really get that out of genesis but yeah it's, it's all leading up to that but then we we take in our own hurt and pain yeah and it. like lot and his in his daughters like there's so much in that but mm-hmm. there's so much that we don't know and then all mm-hmm. at the same time there's so much that our own personal pain of yeah. things that happened in our own lives mm-hmm. is going to really come out in those moments and say mm-hmm. this is wrong this isn't right I mean you read yeah there's the yes a hundred percent and so I think like my approach in reading and yeah again it's it's easier said than done <laughs> but my approach in reading <laughs> yeah. the bible at all times especially reading stories like that is like one that that's not right but two if I was in that situation would I've done anything differently mm. mm-hmm I read through I, I read through Exodus and every single time I'm like these Israelites are the most ungrateful mm-hmm. co- like complaints nonstop just ridiculous group of people like they want to be they should be stuck in the desert forever like yeah. you know they're ridiculous and then I look at my own life I'm like I do the exact same yes thing. God yeah gives me, God gives me manna and I want the whole loaf yeah. He gives me quail and I want a steak. And I'm complaining <laughs> the whole time that he didn't give me steak. He yeah. gets me so free from all of my sin and I run back into it right away. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I like see how so much of my own life can be projected into it and say, well, how could you, how dare could you do that? But like, Alyssa, how dare could you do what you just did yesterday yeah. or last night? You know, yeah. so yeah i feel you on that i've been on this journey of course preparing for this podcast i have to do a lot of study a lot of studies of different women in the bible and of course different people in the bible in general right because it's not only women i will be talking about i'm going to be talking about a lot of people but one of the um the ones that struck me really really hard was sarah now it was in a very interesting way so 
I don't liken myself to Sarah most of the time. In fact, any time, actually, because I'm like, Sarah is just a woman who is most likely gorgeous and just living her best life, right? Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely beautiful. I mean, <laughs> kings wanted her, and Abraham was like, I mean, you can have her as long as you don't kill me, right? You know, so, like, what kind of beauty is that oh, where you yeah. walk? It, anyway, I've always wondered that when I read I her know. story. I know. I'm like, once yes it yeah. happens two, two times fall for her am I? she was gorgeous okay. let's let give we, she gets the props that she's due i mean that was yeah no i'm not gonna go set down the route i wanted to go but right. there's yeah. a whole thing so um so basically the way i was i looked at that story right at one part of that story was when god and the angels came to visit abraham right and in that part, God says to Abraham, you're going to have a son very soon. Abraham takes it and he's like, okay, bet. Sarah, on the other hand, is overhearing what's happening. And she's listening in and she's like, that's funny. I'm an old woman. My husband is an old man. How's that going to happen? She laughs at the things God is telling her. And God calls her out. God literally calls her out. And he's like, hey, why are you laughing at something I said? That's rude. And Sarah is like, but I didn't laugh though. She's, that was me. That's me a lot of the time, right? Because God be like, why are you, why? Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to lie to God. But God is like, so why, why do you do that? And I'm like, I, I don't do that. He's like, but you do do that all the time, actually. Why are you lying to my face? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, um, I I read her story and this and this this was a couple weeks ago. In fact, there were two situations, right? One of them was my attitude. There was I was having a whole attitude issue. You know how I get when people really upset me and I'm like, I really need to hold myself back from saying uh-huh. too much. And I'm not the one holding myself back. It's Jesus holding me back because some people about to get their teeth popped out of their mouth. So there's all of that. Y'all, I'm not, I would never actually do that. I would never actually, but I imagine it in my mind like all the time. So, um, so, so I had a situation where God was telling me, you need to stop acting like this because you're not helping yourself. Right. And I was like, I don't even act like that. And the way he wrote, and I talk about it on one of the earlier podcasts and the way he did it, and pretty much showed me how I was kind of acting, not actually acting, was by watching. Have you ever seen these things on YouTube that are like angry um, um, X Factor contestants or oh. angry American Idol contestants that they come on the show, embarrass themselves and they have to get like literally walked off stage? What? So, no. yeah. So they're absolutely hilarious. You should watch them. They're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) They're so funny. I'm going to send you a couple links. So so I was watching one, minding my business by myself one day. And literally, it's always in moments where you're just not doing nothing. You're not even praying that God be speaking to you, right? And so all he said to me was, you know, you act like that, right? And I was like, who, who do I act like? Who, where? I don't do any of these things. And he gave me, he showed me different people I act like that with. 
And I had to go back to God and be like, I'm so sorry. He's like, how about you go apologize to those people as well? I was like, why do I have to do that? (laughs) Why do I have to do that? So so I've been in the process. I mean, I had to apologize to a couple people. I actually been like, oh, okay. Like I probably not everybody because (laughs) but I'm I'm getting there, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm a work in progress, y'all. So so um so I I learned a lot and it basically took me into remembering a little bit of Sarah's story and how she she laughs and she scoffs in God's face. Like I why would you why would you expect that? Why would I'm too old or, or, or whenever we, we believe, like we say a lot of things about God's grace and how God, God can open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Right. But you look at your life and you look at your situation Mm -hmm. and you're like, God is not doing anything. So when, Mm -hmm. and when you read these Bible verses, right. You laugh and you scoff at them. I know I did a couple of weeks oh, ago. Yeah. I was just like, right, okay, bet where, where, God, where, like, where you at? Like, show me what's up, because which window or windows of heaven have you opened up? And, um, <laughs> and that's the Bible verse God took me to, and it was just like, why are you scoffing or why are you laughing or why are you? It's like you're testing me. Don't test me, sis. Yeah. I could, I could squash you. Don't do that. <laughs> you know? And then I remember how Job was like, where is God at? Why is all these, why are all these like horrible things happening to me? Why, what is going on? And God is like, where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? Where were you when I put fish and Leviathans and all these other big creatures in the sea? Do you know where they start and do you know where they end? Yeah. And Job had to be silenced. I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry for even speaking. My bad, dude, my bad. And he just continues going on his way, right? Yeah. Same way even Sarah was silenced because God, at the end of the day, still blessed her, even when she did the wrong thing, right. lied to his face. Just personal revelation that has been amazing me as uh, we we're celebrating Easter and the cross and everything Mm -hmm. is that god has all power like he is omnipotent Mm -hmm. he has all power and yet he withholds himself all Mm. the time you know like it's just Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just it's mind-blowing to me like when we were celebrating easter i just was thinking more about the cross and that god that in my devotions is just realizing how jesus really was fully fully god Mm -hmm. fully fully man like he wasn't just half god half man kind of thing. yeah it wasn't hercules mm-hmm. Jesus, first and foremost but he was fully god and fully man mm-hmm. he any point could have taken himself off the cross and yeah. yet chose, he chose not to and it, like you said in moments like that where you're reading sarah's story and her stupidity or you're reading job or i mean you're reading my life it's yeah like yeah I, <laughs> If I was you, I would have, I would have like squashed myself down like a robot. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, how hard. dare you this test me? Let's find Melissa 2.0 because that one, she was wild and a yeah, little yeah, much, a little too crazy. So you know, we're gonna take her out, and yet he never does that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's moments where he reveals all power and sends down a flood or mm. Wipes out all of all of uh, Sodom, but in all of it, it's like, man, his love is so exuding. 
mm-hmm. see Sarah and still still not wipe her yeah. out. But like lovingly, like like using X factor to yes. lovingly correct you mm-hmm. in a way like you know, if I were to tell you, it, it, yeah, I, told you, I oh, you're going crazy. <laughs> you it doesn't actually like change as much as like his love does. Mm-hmm. But he can just come and like smack you on the side of the head physically. Yeah, and be like, you need to stop, and he doesn't. He uses yeah. crazy stuff like X Factor to make us guilty and like, or not yeah, convict us, and it's yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just wild. It is wild because it's true that he talks to us in a way only we can understand. And in moments that will hit us the most, right? Because a lot of people, when, when, at least not even a lot of people, but primarily me, when I pray, I expect God to answer me about my situation while I'm praying. He's, it's like, I'm like, so I'm talking to you, you talking back. And he's not talking back sometimes in the moments that I'm praying. It's when I'm not praying and I'm doing something else that's totally mundane that he's like, okay, we can talk now. I'm like, but I'm not, I'm trying to be busy. Yeah. I just want to mind my business. And he's like, I'm in your business though. So what's up? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool that he does that. He's not a respecter of your time. He's like, I am in your space 24 seven when you're sleeping, when you're awake, when you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. And when you're doing things you should be doing. So know that in, in those times, I'm always there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, he's I'm, he's such a gentleman. He never yeah. forces himself on us. Ever. Yeah. Like he's always just, just says like knocking the door will be open. And mm. he's, He's constantly just sitting there waiting for that door to open for yeah. us to, to come and knock. And he's like, oh, finally, finally yeah. loving, letting me come in. It's just, yeah. yeah. No, it guy. is so cool. He is a good, good God. Oh, man. I don't want to start singing because, y'all, I cannot sing to <laughs> save now. <laughs> Alyssa, why are you going to embarrass me like that, bro? Like, what the heck? Come on. If you go me on this podcast, you can at least say, Ayo, you have the voice of an angel. You can sing you sometimes. Me. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, please. Anyways, uh, it's okay. It's fine. We're not going to talk about my vocal cords today. We should preface the listening audience that we lived through COVID together. We did. There's a lot. There's a lot. We did. We did live through COVID together. together. Yes, we We did. We went through all the COVID things. Yeah. So yeah. it was prime time to be roommates. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic time to be roommates, actually. <laughs> what I moved in, moved in literally in the month that we did get COVID. It was in March. So you got kicked out of your dorm. Yeah. Yeah. I got kicked out. They were like, hey guys, they really yeah. told us too. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're not gonna do anything. We're not gonna yeah. kick y'all out. And then next week, they're like, yeah, guys, we got to go. Um, there's COVID and it's real. Like, it's serious. It's actually a thing. I know. And everybody was like, okay. 
so some of us, where are we going to go? It's March. It's March. It's not May, guys. So yeah, no, that was a wild time. So honestly, thank you for giving me a home to live in for over a year and accepting my shenanigans 99% (laughs) of the time. So and I we we accepted each other's shenanigans. Let's just Alyssa has very few shenanigans. Okay, very few. I don't want I'm not crazy shenanigans, but you know I got these crazy temporal things like no patience. I have to have the whole house in order, which is just yeah, yeah, yeah. How how you're you're not OCD. I you can be OCD. Yeah, so it's it's and I don't know how to live with a human being that's OCD. I cannot wait to see your husband. That's gonna be I've already prayed. I'm like, Jesus, please. I definitely want a man who is like tidy and whatever, but like OCD, you don't support, you don't support divorce. So don't do this. Within a year. If you lived with an OCD man. I couldn't do it. You I couldn't, but like OCD, yeah. I don't think no, that wouldn't work. I'm like Jesus, please. He either needs to heal of his OCD before he gets to me, yeah. or he needs to never have OCD in the first place because oh, uh-uh, hey, that would be a little too much. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's taking so long. He's still God's still healing him of his OCD. Sure, it's taking God's a while. Me of my OCD, and that's why. Oh no, <laughs> don't won't. worry. It, if two people with OCD, maybe it's gonna be fine. You know i'm glad you know when you took on this topic of people that are not talked about in the bible i feel like it's easy to start going a whole different direction of reading between too many lines mm-hmm. trying to interpret way too much into mm-hmm. scripture that we don't fully know a whole mm-hmm. lot about but i love that you're doing this and i love that you are choosing the people you're choosing because it really I mean, like I said, at first glance, looking at AXA, I'm like, this is selfish punk that gets everything that she wants. And yeah. Wants more. And then you just take one little pause and it's like, wow, no, there's actually a lot to learn from her as mm-hmm. someone that um, helps you view the approach that we can have with our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. So much more than our earthly father so much more than a Caleb who truly treated his daughter like a princess and Mm -hmm. obviously cared about her to realize, man, the way that I can approach my father is like, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for all you've done. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but not being afraid to truly ask for his very best because that's all he wants to do. Like it says that's scriptural in Matthew that how much more would a heavenly father want Mm. to give those that ask and yeah i the timing and all that stuff needs to be in place right but it really does increase your faith like she is a woman of faith you know yes. woman of business woman of faith she's mm-hmm. a power she's a ha- powerhouse ba kind of woman mm-hmm. but in the process realized our approach can be the same to our heavenly father Dang. so yes. taking this on yeah, no, you're, it's good. I mean, God pushed me to it. You know, this, the, you remember when I first talked about doing this in yeah. 2020? Yeah, 2020. Took me you know, two years, like, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, Jesus was like, sis, you can do it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. So, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so I'm here and I'm doing this now, and I'm really at least, glad. At least you didn't get, you know, spit up by a whale or something. I know, I know. I mean, maybe he was waiting for like year three before he got me in that type of situation. <laughs> but hey, it's fine. So, um, so no, I'm I'm good and I'm grateful, honestly, because with a lot of these women, we can learn so much, and I'm learning so much, and I'm very excited to share what I'm learning with everyone because when because I get new perspectives from talking about these stories like with you all I mean I never thought about I didn't even think about the entrepreneurial aspect of AXA right I focused on the father-daughter relationship and I'm very and there's so much to talk about in all of these women right and I look forward to being able to talk about you know financial like women in the bible and people who were who are bosses in their time and we don't talk about that right mm-hmm. like I said we've been in my church we've been talking about the the woman with oil and she filled many jars until she had enough and And my father was saying, this is technically the first person who worked from home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, you know, we, we, we see like we're from home today and we're like, oh, wow, this is such a new great thing. He's like, no, man, somebody was doing it way back then in Jesus's time. She was making that stuff in her house. There are many different ways for women to quite literally be uplifted and seen as uplifted in that time. But we really just have to focus and meditate and let God's spirit speak to us as we're reading these stories. But honestly, thank you, Alyssa, for joining me on today's podcast. And thank you everyone for listening. This has been the Christian Enough podcast, and I hope you tune in next week, Wednesday for another episode. I'm very excited for all that we're going to discuss Thank you again for listening. This is the Christian Enough podcast. I hope you all tune in next week.